It's four o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is the call-in radio show where you call in with your questions about the Bible, your questions about God, uh, about Jesus. Maybe you have a question about the Trinity and how the Trinity works. What is that? What is it? What is that exactly? Maybe you have questions about cults uh, or other religions and um, just w- would like more information on that. Maybe you know somebody that is, is involved in a group that you're not sure if they are a cult and you'd like to uh, get some information about that. We also would love to pray for you today. And so if you have anything that you need prayer for, we'd love to have you call us um, or text. And so the number to call uh, if you have a question or a prayer request is 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, the phone number to call is 303-690-3000 or you can text 720 and uh, at our church, um, this past week, we, we have been going through the book of Philippians. And then there's part where Paul is talking about um, unity in the church and the need for unity in the church and the importance of that. And, you know, uh, we just really looked at the fact that our nation right now is really fragmented uh, in so many ways. There are... Um, so many groups and divisions and there's so much hatred going on and things that we honestly have maybe thought were kind of behind us as a nation some of the racism and some of the the ugliness coming out uh th- that we just had, had i mean looking 10 years ago you would have thought oh that's dead but it's really rearing its ugly head again and you know uh, it's interesting because the world is constantly striving to get better and to be more unified and the reality is that the world is full of people and people naturally divide and naturally look for opportunities to hate other people. And the cool thing as Christians is that we as believers in Jesus Christ are a a new creation. We are a new nation in God. And so uh, it says in Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 that in the church there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And so as we place our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, we're made a brand new creation. We are a new creation as individuals and we're a new creation as a people. God has made the church a people for himself. And so um, we're united to Christ, we're given a new identity. And so it's no longer about our nationality, It's no longer about our culture. It's no longer about our religious background. It's no longer about our class. We are one in Christ Jesus. And, you know, I I think it's important for us to remember and understand that. And then as Christians, even to understand when we see all this division, it's tempting for us to jump in and pick sides. It's tempting for us to to get in the fray and get in the mix. And so um, I, I think it's important that we realize that we don't battle flesh and blood. As it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so what that means is he's saying there, Paul is saying, hey, your battle isn't against people. 
even the evil people of this world, even the people that hate you, even the people that spitefully use you, as Jesus would say in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, we do not battle against flesh and blood. We have a spiritual battle going on. And so as Christians, we remember that we're united together, but then we also need to remember that we don't battle flesh and blood. Even non-believing those who, who are would perceive to be our enemies, um, we are fighting a spiritual battle and that's where we need to do our warfare. And so I uh, hope that's an encouragement for you today. And um, I, I want to remind you again, the number to call if you have a question or a prayer request is 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. And I'd like to go to Matt on line one. Matt, welcome to the program. Matt, are you with us? Uh, I think I, I think we're having some technical difficulties. I hear Matt barely. Um, I'm going to let the guys... Matt, hang on just a minute. If you're on there, I'm going to let the guys in the studio see if they can fix that. Uh, and if, yeah, Oh, there I, we go. There we go. Matt, hey, how are you sorry doing? Sorry about that. No problem. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Great. What can we do for you today? Um, well, I have a question... Um, about um, a particular, just, uh, I don't, it's called Sozo healing or like spiritual healing. Okay. Um, uh, my wife and I are going to be heading to um, like a counseling session and uh, this particular <laughs> pastor has uh, recommended that we go to a Sozo healing. Uh, and I just, you know, I looked up uh, that particular uh, spiritual healing online, like I saw some good things and, and some bad things. So um, I was just kind of wondering if you'd heard of that and if what your thoughts are. Yeah. So, you know, um, one of one of my biggest concerns with Sozo, which is S-O-Z-O, if, if you're That's uh, right, if, yeah. if, out there is um, basically, which is that that's a Greek word that's translated saved or healed or delivered. So it, it's a ministry that's supposed to be for healing. And so the heart behind it is great to bring healing to people, whether, whether that's, you know, that spiritual, that emotional healing. It's a good goal. The problem is they go about it in some ways that I don't think are beneficial and really can be confusing, actually. Um, and you know the the root of sozo is in um bethel church out of redding california and bethel church it's an interesting kind of conundrum for me they have an amazing amazing worship ministry um you know you've probably seen some of their songs in church i know we sing some of their songs in our church but they also have some some teaching that i would not recommend uh, to people. Now, now, am I going to go so far as to say that they're a cult or they're non-Christian? No, for sure not. But they are a little bit far on the charismatic spectrum of things. And, and you know, we would be as well. Calvary Chapel would be considered charismatic because we believe in the gifts. But they are uh, so far on that spectrum that there are some things and some practices that they do that I believe are unbiblical, and I wouldn't recommend them. And this uh, sozo healing thing is kind of one of those. And... Um, as I said, the goal of it is good, but it's kind of this prayer thing, and it's 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 something that can be dangerous, really. I think, and it's kind of it's kind of merging 
Christianity with certain concepts of um, psychology, but not really the, the, the beneficial ones. And so it's like a visualization um, type of thing that you do when you go through in this prayer. And it's um, kind of ultimately it's using some techniques that are drawn from uh, the occult. And so I, I personally, I would stay away from that. If someone recommended for me to go to that kind of a counseling session, I wouldn't do it. Okay. All right. Well, um, I appreciate that because, yeah, I mean, this is a big thing for us to go to counseling and I just want to make sure we're doing it right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there are some really great counseling organizations and, and there's great, um, marriage counseling. If that's what you're looking for, there's, uh, great, uh, there, there's many great, especially in the Denver area. Are you in the Denver area or you're in Greeley? Um, more of a Loveland area. Loveland. Okay. Loveland. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, so there, there are some good ones up there as well. And what I would do is look for a Christian counselor and start there. And then maybe as you dig into their website, they usually have some pretty good detail about their, um, their methodology and what their beliefs are. Usually if it's a Christian counselor and they're identifying themselves that way, they'll have a statement of faith and some of those things on there as well. Um, but the, the Sozo technique is something that it, it's a little bit... It's a little bit dangerous in my opinion because you're kind of going through these visualization things and it's meant to dredge up things from your past, kind of subconscious memories and uh, it's, it's kind of guided memory, guided imagery and suggestion and it's really not something that you see in the scriptures. And so um, I, I believe that God absolutely can bring incredible healing to us spiritually and emotionally and on all those things, but um, I personally wouldn't do it through that method. Sure. Well, I really do appreciate that. Um, that's uh, it's good to have someone else's ear or uh, someone else's thoughts on that. No problem. My my pleasure. You know what? Let me just take a quick sec second here and see. Um, I, I know of several good Christian counseling organizations. I just want to see if I know of one specifically in Loveland. Let me just look this up real quick um, because I, I want to make sure that you guys get connected to a, a good one. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I'm not seeing any that I know of for sure that, that I that I would be able to recommend without, you know, really digging into what they have to say. But there's a there's a whole list of them if you just Google Christian counselors in Loveland, Colorado. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, do you mind if I pray for you before we go? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Lord, uh, just lift up my brother Matt to you, Lord, as he and his wife are just looking to, to get some counseling, Lord. And I pray that you would guide them and direct them to the, the, the person that you would have them meet with, Lord. And I, I thank you for their willingness to go and, and seek this out and seek some, some healing in, in areas of their life, Lord. I pray that you would work powerfully there and that by your Holy Spirit that you would um, move powerfully in their relationship, Lord, and in the areas that they're looking for healing in, Lord, we know that you um, are our healer, God, our healer, Lord. And so would you do that? Would you bring that healing in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Matt, for your call. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Take care. All right. God bless. All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is the radio call-in show where you call in with your questions about the Bible, um, your questions about God or about another religion or a cult. 
you can call in with your questions, on, maybe on advice of what the scriptures have to say about a certain situation in your life. Uh, also for prayer, if you need prayer for anything that's going on or you, you know of someone that needs prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can call us today at 303-690-3000. Once again, you can call 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. I'm going to take a quick look here at the text line. And um, it looks like we have a text that came in that says, I constantly have Jehovah's Witnesses coming to my house, and I'm interested in knowing a good way to speak to them about Christian beliefs instead of avoiding them. Do you know the differences, biggest differences between Jehovah's Witnesses and Christians? And so um, the best recommendation that I can give you when it comes to um, witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses is really to turn them back to the scriptures. And see, the thing about Jehovah's Witnesses is that they will come and they'll say, we are a Bible-based group. We believe in what the Bible has to say. And the problem is that may be true, but they're taking little bits and pieces and putting them together. And so make them take their own statements in context of the scriptures. And then, you know, I think there's some really good tools out there that you can use um, to, to witness to Jehovah's Witnesses. And one of them is uh, it's a book called Reasoning from the Scriptures uh, by Ron Rhodes. Uh, I think it's Reasoning from the Scriptures with Jehovah's Witnesses uh, by Ron Rhodes. Uh, you can find that on Amazon. And so um, I would highly recommend looking that one up and getting into that and really kind of reading up a little bit on what they believe and why they believe it and why it's not backed by traditional Christian um, orthodoxy. And so uh, that's what I would recommend. So Reasoning from the Scriptures with Jehovah's Witnesses by Ron Rhodes. And one other text question I want to take real quick. Uh, someone has brought up Joyce Meyer and has a question about Joyce Meyer. Any thoughts on Joyce Meyer and her teaching and some of the things that she says and does? Now, I, I'm not super personally familiar with exactly what Joyce Meyer's teaching is. I've never really listened to her. But I do know just from some of the pulled out statements, which of course can be taken out of context, there are some things that she says and does that lean towards what we would call the word of faith movement. And um, the problem with that is there's really a, a whole theology behind that movement that is off in the character of God. And when you have the character of God wrong, everything else kind of crumbles under that. And so um, do I believe that people are wrapped up in the word of faith movement are not believers? No, that's not what I believe. But I, I think that many times they are misguided and misled and um, deceived to a certain extent because they don't understand the reality. It's, it's also what could be called the, the health and wealth gospel. You may have heard of that, that God wants you to be healthy and wealthy and well off and God wants your life to be essentially perfect. And the problem with that line of thinking is that we see over and over again in scriptures that God intentionally allows suffering in our lives to shape us and to mold us. James says that you would count it all joy when you endure trials of many kinds. And so um, as far as those teachers like Joyce Myers and many of the other word faith teachers, I would recommend staying away from them. 
uh, if you'd like to look into more of what they teach and what they believe, gotquestions.org is a great resource for that. You can go there and Google Joyce Meyer, or you can Google um, Word of Faith teachers and get some more information there. So hope that's helpful to you. All right, we are listening to Calvary Live. This is the call-in radio show where you call or text with your questions about the Bible or your prayer requests. You can call us today at 303-690-3000, or you can call, you can text, sorry, 720-336-0897. And I'd like to go to um, Dale on line one. Dale, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Hey, i got a couple questions for you. Um, how often does uh, Calvary Church's um, observe communion? You know, um, it depends on the church, really. You know, at, at our church, we have three services. We have two Sunday morning services and one Sunday evening service. And we do communion once a month at our Sunday morning services, but we actually do communion uh, every week at our Sunday evening service. And, you know, I, I think that we can... Um, we can see at the scriptures that Jesus says, you know, to, to take this and do it as often as you do in remembrance of me. Um, we know that there were certain churches, you know, from Paul's letters, we know that for, there were certain churches that took communion every time they got together. Um, right. But we also don't know f for sure from scripture that that was a command. Um, in fact, many people believe that when Jesus was saying those words to the disciples that he's referring specifically to the Passover and so, um, with that being the case, they believe that Jesus is saying, hey, when you take Passover, do it in remembrance of me, instead of, you know, saying every week that you do it. So, is there a right and wrong frequency to do it? I don't, I don't think that there is from a biblical standpoint. I just think it's something that, that we should do. Uh, I believe it should be fairly often, though, personally. I, I agree with you. I think, I think, uh, I, I was brought up in a, in a, uh, New Testament Christian church, and we did it every week. And and uh, when we went to a different uh, church when we moved, they did it quarterly, and we went to another one that did it monthly. And and I really miss it doing it every week. But I can see where it can get to be just you know a, a habit and not as special as as when you maybe do it less often. But um, yeah, I yeah. see reasons for everything. But my other question is. Um, in the, in the Bible, when when the Jews or the the you know God's chosen people would wander away or start you know doing what's wrong in the eyes of God, then He allowed like the Babylonians or the Assyrians, I believe it was, uh, to come in and and uh, you know take take over the the land and stuff. And it just made me think: what was there something because of World War II when when uh, Hitler was was uh, you know. Um, killing the Jews and stuff. Was there something that they may have been doing or something that, that caused them to, to be targeted again? That the, the Jews may have been doing to cause them to be targeted again by Hitler? In World you mean? War II, yeah. In World War II. Um, I don't really know. I mean, that, that's an interesting question. I do believe that the significance of what happened at World War II, as horrific as it was, was something that God used powerfully uh, for his own purposes of reinstating the nation of Israel as as a as a country as a nation, um, right. and so whatever the whatever the background that led there, that there may have been things that that caused 
you know, that hatred towards the Jews. But, uh, but we know that the Jews have always been a hated people from the beginning of time. Um, it, it's always been that way because, really because they, they were the, the chosen people of God. And in, and in a certain sense, they still are. It's not in the sense that every Jew is saved. I don't mean that. But as a nation, um, we know that God's not done with Israel yet. We see that from Daniel chapter 9. Um, oh, yeah. And so he still has purposes for Israel. So obviously the enemy, our enemy, Satan, uh, has ulterior motives for Israel as well. And thus we see that the anti-Semitism and the hatred for the nation of Israel that, that's rampant throughout the world. Um, and so I think it's, it's uh, one of those things where when we look at World War II and we see the horror that went into, you know, six million Jews being murdered uh, or whatever the, the number is. Um, right. It, it's we look at that and we see man what a horrible thing but we also see that God redeemed that and brought his purposes through it really after that creating the nation of Israel um, something that couldn't have been done otherwise so right. well it's, it's interesting because you know regardless of of uh, all the stuff that went on and the, the horrific things that went on it's amazing how people that are being brought up, after that time are thinking it never happened and that's just i just can't fathom that you know that satan is, right. works people to to say yeah it never happened you know right yeah you know um i think it's i think it's just the deceit of the enemy and you know it really comes back to that fact that just as god has plans for the nation of israel just as he does for believers in the church um, so Satan knows that, and he wants to, to do whatever he can to stop that um, is within his ability, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I just, that was going through my mind. I thought, huh, interesting. I wonder if, if something was, was going on, but I didn't know anything, but I thought maybe yeah. I had sight. I don't know of anything personally either, and there might be something there, but my personal leaning would just be that God um, allowed that. What Satan ultimately intended for evil— you know, which which is what he does. Uh, God intended for good, much like Joseph, uh, when he was put through prison and you know all those things, and ultimately God had a purpose for it, even though his brothers intended evil against him. So yeah, that's exactly right. So, okay, well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for your call, Dale. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. God bless. All right. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and your questions. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. I'd like to go to line two, uh, and I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. I apologize. What is your name? It's Harach. Harach? Okay. Um, thanks for calling in today. What can we do for you? Uh, I was uh, Yesterday I was walking around, and this guy said... Uh, when Jesus comes back, he's going to have a new name. And then I was like, just, I was surprised and I wasn't sure. So, yeah. So, so your question is, is Jesus going to have a new name when he comes back? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so we do see a sense in which Jesus has a new name. It says that in Revelation. Um, I know of at least one place off the top of my head, but I don't, there might be more. Um, but in Revelation chapter 3, verse 12, it says, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. 
Um, and so there's a sense in which Jesus will have a new name. But I think what we need to understand when we think about that is the reality that Jesus actually has many names. Um, you know, in our culture, we think of somebody's name as that's their name. And maybe they have a nickname, but really they have the one name that they have, right? Um, but Jesus had many names. Uh, in fact, you know, in the Old Testament, he was he, he would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Uh, we know Jesus as one of his names. That would have been the Greek version of his name, but it also would have been Yeshua, um, which is the 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 Hebrew version of his name. And so Jesus, you know, we have that whole list that we have in the scripture of you know Prince of Peace, Comforter, um, Emmanuel. You know, mighty God, Lamb of God, uh, King of Kings, the uh, Alpha and Omega, uh, the Light of the World. You know, all those different names for Jesus are actual titles and names for Him. And so, um, there will be a new name, and uh, but you know, we don't know what that is necessarily. But it's it's there's some significance to that. But I I would imagine that if somebody is approaching you. And that's really their that's really their thing that they're that they're bringing to you is that well Jesus is going to have a new name. They're probably from a group that is trying to get you wrapped up in some type of off uh, end times theology or eschatology as it's called. Um, so did he say anything else or just that Jesus would have a new name? Yeah, and he said his name too. It was like uh, Jesus, uh, like Son John Son. Or something. He said it like a South Korean. He said he's yeah. gonna come to South Korea and stuff. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So this guy is—he's uh, definitely from a cult, um, and I know which cult it is. I just haven't heard that that take on that, uh, approaching it from the Jesus perspective. But um, he's part of the church that's the Worldwide Mission Society Church of God. It's a very long name, but it's—it's uh, it's a cult that's formed in South Korea, and. Uh, it's a it's a really really definitely would stay away from them type of cult. <laughs> um, they have really off beliefs. They believe that ultimately Jesus is this person that's alive today uh, in Korea, and um, they believe that there's there's just really off beliefs in that group. So uh, was this where was this that you that this guy approached you? I was just walking on the street, and then just I was spreading the word, like passing out Bibles, and he just approached to me and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, and I it think it kind of shook, shook me. Yeah, totally. And you know, my wife had some of these guys um, come and talk to her when we were at the mall one time. We're sitting there in the mall, and they came up to her and they said, they asked her this question. They said, "Have you heard the prophecies about Mother God?" Uh, which, of course, my wife is very strong in her faith and knows her Bible very well. And she said, well, Mother God is definitely not in the Bible. And they said, yes, she is. Here it is. And they, they tried to pull out these obscure passages from Revelation um, about the bride of Christ, which, as we know as believers, is the church. But they tried to make the bride of Christ being this other thing outside of that. It's, it's a really weird out there cult, and I would definitely Yeah, he tried to do that it. same thing, actually. Okay. Yep. Yep. So uh, that's, they're definitely a cult and I would definitely stay away from them. And unfortunately I'm getting more and more of these calls lately. It seems, seems that they're really getting out there to spread their message. So, um, I would definitely stay away from that group. Yeah. Do you think we could say a prayer? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to pray, and you can feel free to join in too if you want to. Lord, we just um, come before you, Lord, and, and as there are groups like this one that are out there spreading false doctrine and false teaching, uh, Lord, we just pray that the truth would prevail, that you would show yourself powerful in each of those situations, Lord. And when our fellow believers, uh, like my brother on the line here, are out there and they're encountering these people, Lord, would you give them wisdom and discernment and help them just to know, um, to, to be able to, to discern the lies that are there and to be able to speak truth uh, into those situations? And would you, by your Holy Spirit, empower them to speak truth to those who are wrapped up in this lie as well? And so we just ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank right. you very much. Yeah, thank you for your call. All right, we're going to the break. Stick around. We'll be back in just a minute. If you'd like to call, you can call 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. All right, welcome back to Calvary Live. This is the Cullen Radio Show where you can call us with your questions about the Bible, about Jesus, about God uh, or your prayer requests. And so if you have a question today or a prayer request, we'd love for you to call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. I'd like to go to Jesse on line one. Jesse, welcome to the program. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I, I'll just call and see if you, uh, there's any way up there in Greeley at Calvary, I could uh, get some information about... Uh, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, you know, just like to speak to them without arguing with them about, you know, scriptures. Do you have any, yeah. any, any information about it? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, there, there's a great book that I'd highly recommend. Uh, I mentioned it a little bit earlier on the air. It's called Reasoning from the Scriptures with Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, Reasoning from the Scriptures with Jehovah's Witnesses, and it's by a guy named Ron Rhodes. And it really gives you a great insight into um, what they believe and why what they believe is not biblical, and then how you can talk with them about that without being um, unreasonable or argumentative, you know, because... We don't want to just debate just to debate necessarily. You know, you, we want to speak the truth in love. So um, that's a great book. I'd highly recommend that. Um, did you say that you go to the, the Calvary and Greeley? Yeah, well, I go there for Bible studies, but if they have a book that I could buy off of, I'll be more than welcome, you know, willing to go buy it right now. Enough. Yeah, I don't know if they have it there or not. They might. Um, I know Pastor Jeff, and I know they have a Bible study, I mean, a Bible a bookstore up there. Um so they may have it there. If they don't, I know that you can get it on, you know, Amazon.com. Uh, you might be able to find it at a, uh, a Christian bookstore, um, you know, like Mardell's or something like that. Um, I'm not sure what of those are up there in Greeley. So, uh, but that's that's what I would recommend, really, because it, it gives you a good overview 
of what they believe and how to talk about it with them. And there's some good things. I mean, there, there's some really good key points in there. And um, I, I think the key is just remembering to to approach them with the love of Christ, knowing that as it says in the scriptures, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And so they're they're deceived and they need to understand that what they believe is not uh, what the Bible teaches, but that needs to be received in, in a loving spirit also. Exactly. That's what I've been trying with uh, a few of my family members, just trying to help them out and understand, but they're so they're so consumed by it so far. So, But it's coming through. I just need some more work with them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, absolutely. Well, so, all right, man. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. That. Yeah, and just once again, that book name is Reasoning from the Scriptures with the Jehovah's Witnesses, mm -hmm. uh, and the guy's name is Ron Rhodes. Ron Rhodes, thank you so Ron much. Ron Rhodes, sir. sure, no problem. And you know, he also wrote a book about uh, reasoning from the Scriptures with Muslims as well. So, um, oh, if you're nice. if, if you're interested in just learning more about that, he has one for Muslims, one for Jehovah's Witnesses. He also has one for Mormons. So um, really some great resources there. So, I, yeah, I probably get the Mormon one too because I got some friends that are Mormons out here. Okay. All right, man. Awesome. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, have a great day. God bless. You too, sir. God bless. Bye. All right, bye. All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Chapel, Vale Valley, taking your calls and your questions today. If you have a question or a prayer request, we'd love to chat with you. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. And uh, we have a, a cool event coming up here in Vail. Um, in the, on September 3rd. It's Labor Day weekend. It's Sunday night, Labor Day weekend, September 3rd, up here at the Ford Amphitheater in Vail. Uh, we are hosting, uh, with some other churches in a local organization here, uh, an event called Uplift. And it's a great event. It's it's uh, a concert, essentially, is what it is. And Phil Wickham is going to be headlining. So he's going to be in town uh, with a full band, and he's got an opening act that's going to play uh, this group Bon Ray, and it's going to be a ton of fun. And so uh, I just want to let you know about that. You can get tickets for that at upliftveil.com. That's upliftveil.com. And so um, it's September 3rd, Sunday night, September 3rd. And so if you're wanting to get out of the front range for the weekend or even for the night, uh, it'd be a fun concert to come up to in Vail and just have a great time worshiping together with uh, people from all over the all over Colorado as we get together to to worship the Lord with Phil Wickham. It's going to be awesome. So once again, that website is upliftvale.com if you'd like to buy tickets. I'm going to take a quick look at the text line here and see what questions we have. Um, let's see here. Someone has asked for prayer. They said, my heart aches for all those that have medical and physical pain. May they have some relief and feel the spirit of God. Uh, absolutely. Let's pray. Um, Lord, we just come before you and, and lift up those who are in pain that are listening today, Lord. Uh, and maybe even if this person is one of those just dealing with uh, medical issues or physical pain, I pray that you would just bring relief, Lord. I pray that you would bring comfort and peace. Uh, I pray that you would help them just to see that even in that, Lord, you're working. Just as we know that you work all things together for good, that means even in our pain, you're creating beauty and good 
out of it, Lord. And so we just pray for a keen realization of that and ask you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, if you'd like to call today with your questions, you can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. I'd like to go to Lorraine on line one. Lorraine, welcome to the program. Well, hi there, Pastor Morris. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, thank you. It's funny that um, this man called you in, that someone had approached him on the street with uh, the fact that Jesus has, uh, will be here and or is here with a new name. Uh, I had a visitor uh, from the, what is it called, um, World Mission Society Church of God. They gave me their part. Also, yep. was the same message that uh, Jesus uh, is going to come uh, with a new name. And uh, I kind of giggled, and I invited him in anyway, and my Bible was sitting there on the couch. Uh, I had been reading it, and so they started throwing all these um, verse, uh, scripture verses at me, and Finally, I just said, well, listen, uh, he says, what church do you go to? And I said, I go to Elmwood Baptist Church. And uh, they said, oh. So anyway, um, I told them, I said, right now, I don't want to have a Bible study with you. Actually, I don't want to, period. I said, you believe what you want to believe? I said, and this is what I believe. And then I gave them a Bible tract, and uh, they said, thank you, and walked away. Mm -hmm. so, but yeah, this is the World Mission Society Church of God in North Glen. It's off of Irma Drive. Yeah. So yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah. Would you mind turning your radio down just a little bit? We're getting a bit of an echo, but um, I'd love to keep chatting with you about that. Yeah, okay. you know, that that's perfect. Thank you. That's the same group, um, and it's the same group that, that, that he was talking about. And, um, and you know, I, I would imagine that he was... Um, I believe he was in Denver, the, our last caller, and so, I mean, this this is a group that's all over the place. When my wife encountered these people, she was in Golden, um, and so I think it's something that's getting more and more popular, and probably because of their focus on evangelism and being out there and witnessing, uh, there are people that are being deceived by this regularly. Um, and so it's important for us to know the truth, you know, just as you did. And I'm thankful that you were able to discern that they were bringing some false teaching to you. Um, I had what I thought was a friend uh, that she's Jehovah Witness, and I'm always witnessing to her about the rapture and um, how we will uh, meet the Lord in the in the clouds. And yeah. um I said, why don't you bring your Bible out and look at the verse, uh, the First John, uh, verse one, or chapter one, verse one, and she did. And their Bible addresses God with a little G. Yeah. And uh, anyway, she called me uh, about three, four days ago, and said to me, "Why haven't you called me? You don't come over," and on and on and on. And uh, she says, or you're too involved in religion. So um, I text her back, and I said, religion is just a word. It's God that you have to be involved with. So she texts back and said, ha-ha, you're not the only one that's going to heaven in the clouds. 
make sure you don't fall out. I hope you have a float. And I thought, wow, what a mockery of the Lord's Word. And that's a Jehovah Witness. So I said, please don't call me anymore or don't text me. So that's the mentality of, uh, I guess, Jehovah Witnesses. They think there's lots of gods instead of a one god. Yeah, they... um well, they believe in one God, but they don't believe that Jesus is God, um, is the thing. And unfortunately, I mean, that's a key element of our faith. If you don't believe in who Jesus is and what Jesus did, um, we, the Bible says that you're condemned. He who has not believed in the Son is condemned already. Um, right. And it's not, it's not that it's, it's something new. It's that they have not received forgiveness and salvation. And so... Um, exactly, but she a, said you need to pray to God or Jehovah. So, yeah, um, you know that's the way it is. But anyway, I've got a request, a prayer request, sure. just in mind. Uh, I want to uh, pray for my daughter Holly. She just lost her husband um, July sixth. Um, he's only thirty-nine. They lived in Virginia. And they were in the process of selling their house there and moved to their house in uh, Castle Rock. Well, he died before the final move. Half of the furniture was sitting in the driveway in Castle Rock and the other half in Virginia. And I know she's going through a lot, but she will not communicate with me. Mm. Um, and I, I, I know she thought she was saved, but... I just want to pray for her salvation, and I need maybe a, uh, an address or phone number of a uh, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church there in Castle Rock that maybe mm -hmm. I can call the pastor and they can go pay a visit and witness to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think um, I, I know a great church in Castle Rock. Uh, my friend is the pastor there. I don't usually here's what happens when when somebody calls us and asks us to approach somebody uh it's usually not received well just kind of an out of the blue thing like that and so what i would say is you know i i would just encourage her to go um you, you're welcome to call them at calvary chapel castle rock and maybe they have somebody that'd be willing to go over there but but typically when i've when we've done that in the past it's not really gone over very well because nobody wants their mom to send in the cavalry if you know what i mean so yeah, so, exactly. yeah. and, and so, i was afraid that that might happen if mm -hmm. they were to go visit with her and i thought well i'll just give it to the lord and yeah. have have god deal with it but it still bothers me, and it stresses yeah, me out big time. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'll give you the phone number for Calvary Chapel Castle Rock. They are a great church. Um, my friend Dave Love is the senior pastor there. It's an amazing church. I hope that she does get plugged in there. She'll find some great uh, community and help. It's a it's a it's a larger church, um, and so there's lots of great groups and ways for her to get plugged in. The phone number for Calvary Chapel Castle Rock is three zero three. Six six three, Okay. And and the website is just calvarycastlerock.com. Um, okay. Great, great church, definitely. So I would highly recommend getting her connected to there. And then I would love to pray for her. What was her name again? Her name is Holly, and her Holly. daughter Alexis. Okay, let's pray for them together. Lord, Thank we just you. come before you and lift up Holly and Alexis to you. And uh, what pain, Lord, having just lost. 
um, their husband and dad and just the, the, the heartache that that must be, especially right in the middle of a move and moving to a new place and not having that support system that they're used to. Um, just pray that you would bring them comfort and peace, Lord. I pray that she would turn to you through this time rather than away from you, Lord, that instead of seeing this as, uh, as something that would push her further from you, that she would be drawn closer to you through this. And so we just lift her up to you, Lord, ask that you would bring her just that peace that passes understanding. And I pray that you would help her to get plugged in, Lord. And if that's at Calvary Castle Rock, Lord, we pray that that would be the case, that she would get plugged in and connected there. And so we lift her up to you and we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank Absolutely. you again. Thank you, you for your call. You have an awesome day. You too. All right. God Bye-bye. bless. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. If you'd like to call us with a question or a prayer request, you can call 303-690-3000, or you can text today at 720-336-0897. I'd like to go to Ben on line two. Ben, welcome to the program. All right, thank you. How are you doing today? Uh, Fantastic. How are you? Good, thanks. What can we do for you? Okay. Uh, So my question is... uh... Well, First John three six, um, mm-hmm. uh, whosoever abideth him sinneth not, but whosoever sinneth hath neither seen him nor known him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my question is, is uh, like if you, if you take that with like what it says in Second Peter about you know the dog returning to his vomit, and is you know is there going to be a group of people who call themselves Christians but yet they never really turn from their sin? And have they just possibly even tricked themselves into thinking that they were Christians? And, you know, I'm not, I'm not advocating that anyone can lose their salvation, but maybe salvation was never really theirs to lose to begin with. So I, I would say, um, conditionally, I would say, yes, absolutely. There will be a group of people who think that they are Christians, but are not. Um, but it's, it's not conditional upon sin, and that's, that's where I would draw the distinction. And I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but absolutely, there are a group of people who think that they are Christians and are not Christians, and they're going to see the Lord, and he's going to say, I never knew you. Uh, we see that in Matthew chapter 7, and, and I actually would like to address that in just a second. But when you're looking in First in uh, First John chapter 3, it's, it's speaking about sin and the fact that, you know, we should be leaving our sin behind. And, you know, sometimes we can take that section out of context and say, you know, well, if you sin at all, you must not be saved. And th- that's not the okay. truth because, because even the chapter right before that in First John chapter 2, uh, he says in verse 1, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is a propitiation for our sins. And so, we see even before we get to that first John three scripture, it's saying, Hey, you know, we, the goal is not to be walking in sin, not to sin, but if anybody does, we have an advocate. Jesus paid the price for those sins. Um, I think the point of what he's getting at there in first John three is saying, if we're really believers, we should see change in our life. We should be leaving behind the things that we did before we knew Jesus. Um, and it should be progressive. We should be growing in righteousness over time. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, I'm because you know, I mean, I'm also not saying that anybody is ever going to be sinless. Right. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I, I, I think we're on the same page here. Yeah, absolutely. I think we are. And so what I would say is there are a group of people um, that will not, you know, enter into the kingdom of heaven that believe that they are Christians. And we know this from Matthew chapter 7, and I'll just read it just to give us context for this discussion. Uh, it's Matthew 7, chapter 20, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 um, through 22. Uh, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And then he says in verse 22, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And that's really the key phrase there at the end of verse 23 in Matthew 7 is Jesus, these people are before him and he's saying, hey, just because you're saying that you know me doesn't mean that you're, you're going to enter the kingdom. And then they're saying, well, hey, didn't we prophesy in your name and cast out demons? Which is kind of like, these are people who you would look at and say, wow, those are strong Christians because they're doing these miraculous things. But then he goes and says, I'll declare to them, I never knew you. And that's the key right there is knowing Jesus. Uh, in fact, John said, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And that really is, that's the key is knowing Jesus. It's that relationship with Jesus. And so there are people who maybe label themselves as Christians who don't know Jesus, and it's really sad, unfortunately. Right. Okay. Yeah, it was just kind of, I know you don't see that much in, like, what Paul writes, but with the general epistles, it, it kind of seems like with James and, you know, the, the double-minded man. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, like I mentioned with Peter, um, so... I'm thinking of John, so I was just kind of trying to swallow this and trying to get, get my get my head wrapped around what it is that they're trying to say. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think when you see those warnings, and there are those warnings in Paul's epistles as well, um, albeit maybe a little less frequently, but... Um, you know, we see certain things, like he says in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Um, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to do, according to his good purpose. When you look at that, it's like, okay, well, man, I should be working. Basically, it's making your calling and election sure, as it says elsewhere, you know. Um, right. And so I think that that's something that, that people do need to be reminded. Hey, just because you call yourself a Christian doesn't mean you are uh the fruit is what shows our our relationship with lord but really the 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 source of it is belonging and believing in jesus christ right so um i have another question um sure. just more calvary chapels in general mm-hmm. um i actually grew up in, in a baptist church and I, I moved out here to colorado and i, and I just heard about grace that time and i really love it um and uh I was just kind of wondering, is there like a sort of difference in between churches on different views on things? Like, because, uh, for instance, um, I went on vacation in Florida, and I was down at the—I went to church at the Calvary St. Petersburg. Okay. And the guy made it seem as if, you know, um, a seven-day creation 
was one of those petty things that, you know, Christians shouldn't get hung up on like it like it's not like it's not a big deal. And you know, whereas I mean, say in a Baptist church that, that that is a big deal. And I mean I was always kind of under the impression, like when I listened to the sermons that um Calvary Chapel's thought, you know, believed in a literal, you know, six day creation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure who the pastor is at that at that specific church, but generally, you will find 99% of Calvary chapels have very similar beliefs in all of the the kind of the major identifying doctrines that you would define a Calvary chapel by. Uh, one of those being six day creation. Um, so. I don't know, I, 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 without hearing his message specifically, I can't speak to what exactly he was trying to say, but um, I, have, I have not met a Calvary Chapel pastor who is an older creationist or a theistic evolutionist. Um, all of the Calvary Chapel pastors I know are young earth creationists, so adhering to that six-day creation model um, that is pretty clearly outlined in Genesis. So, um, so generally, you're right, absolutely, Calvary Chapels would in general believe in that i don't know again as i said without listening to that message i couldn't tell you for sure on on what he was trying to to get at but um okay. that that's one of those things that when when you go through the application process to become a Ch calvary chapel they make sure that you're theologically on the same page and so um if whoever that is is actually saying that he doesn't believe that anymore that might be just a personal change in what he's believed over the years i don't know but it, it also might just be he's saying hey you don't need to be debating about this with other christians i, I don't really know exactly what he's trying to say i'd have to listen to that message to really be able to speak to that yeah the the, the general gist i was getting was that he was almost leaning towards a theistic evolution and i was just kind of a little surprised by it but um yeah that would surprise me too curious. yeah I, like I said, I've never met I've never met a Calvary Chapel pastor who was a theistic evolutionist, and so um, that would be surprising to me to see that. And you know, one of the reasons I actually wanted to affiliate with Calvary Chapel when we started the church that that we started was because really there's a great like mindedness between the leaders of Calvary Chapel churches and the doctrine that's believed and the the method of ministry, and so. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure exactly what he was getting at, but that would surprise me as well, for sure. So, All right, well, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you for your call. You have a great day. All right, uh, I've got just a couple minutes left. I'm going to go ahead and go to Mary on line three. Mary, welcome to the program. Um, we're pretty short on time, so we might come up on the end, but I wanted to try to get to your question. Are you with us? Yes, Pastor. Um, my question was, what is your take on uh, prosperity pastors and false teachers? I have some friends that follow some of uh, those evangelists um, whom I know. I could uh, name some, but I, uh, I won't do it over the airwaves. But, yeah. Um, and, you know, like you said, don't get in, into talking about it for, for debate, but it seems like they're they're true followers and I thought they were Christian, you know, I thought they, I met him at my church and when yeah. they tell me that they believe in these people and yeah. I'm like really like surprised. Right. So, you know, um, I, I think uh, unfortunately 
the prosperity gospel, which is what I was mentioning earlier mm -hmm. for any of our other listeners, kind of the word faith movement, yeah. um, some of that stuff. It's, yeah. it's something that especially as sad as this is, it's really very popular in third world countries because of the false hope that it offers. And I think many people are drawn to it because the idea that God wants you to have everything that you've ever wanted and the idea that God wants you to have wealth and be healthy all of the time wow. and have these things is something that's very attractive for people. And it's easily easy to be deceived by that. And so it's a very dangerous teaching because of that, because then it leads to naturally if someone is experiencing sickness or they're experiencing financial issues, then suddenly, oh, what sin is causing your sickness or what sin is causing you to be financially unstable? And that's not the way that it works. We know from scripture that God allowed Paul to have incredible sickness. He allowed Timothy yeah. to have sickness in his life. And I, no one would look at either of those guys and say, oh, they just didn't have enough faith. I mean, and Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head. I bring that up. Yeah. And we just seem to totally ignore that. But anyway, yeah. I continue to pray for my friends and hope that yeah. this people come off their eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's definitely pray for them right now. And then we're going to have to to go at the end of the show. Too. Okay, Pastor. Okay. I don't want to be one of those that said they were a Christian and then come to the end and find out that, you know, I wasn't. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's pray right now. We're going to go ahead and do that. Lord, we come before you and lift up those who are under deception from false teaching, Lord, in any, any form of false teaching, Lord, whether that's the, the, the form under the, the Bethel church model that we looked at earlier or the, 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 the Word Faith Movement or the Worldwide Ministry Society Church of God. We pray for your hand over them. I pray for Mary that you'd encourage her and build her up and help her just to trust in you, Lord. Know that she can have assurance of her salvation because of you. And so we just uh, come before you. We thank you for this day. Thank you for this show. And close it out in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you for tuning in today. Hope you have a great night. God bless. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.